Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. How much of a salty Heat fan will I sound like if I start this video by saying, how come James Harden gets to go where he wants and Damian Lillard can't? I'll, I'll probably sound very, very salty, but obviously the Heat played the Milwaukee Bucks last night, right? So that's the only reason we're going to be talking about Dame because I told you I'm not going to be talking Dame no more. He's irrelevant. He's not on my team. Don't care about that bum anymore who got outscored by Tyler Hero, which we'll get into later. But a lot of Heat fans were saying, don't be mad at Dame. It's not his fault. He wanted to be here. And that's partly true, but I do think if he wanted to be here, he would be here. Now, the reason he's not here, I'll put most of the blame on Joe Cronin's petty ass and a lot of blame on Dame's agent, Aaron Goodwin, because if he didn't come out so strong saying Dame to Miami, maybe Cronin wouldn't have been as petty. But I think if Dame wanted to be here, he could have made a stink big enough to be here because he's now basically the only superstar who requ who requested a trade to a specific place and hasn't gotten to go there. Because before about six hours ago, everyone was saying, well, look at James Harden. He's sitting out. He didn't get to go where he wants to go. And not even a day later, James Harden is with the LA Clippers, which is the news I uh, woke up to this morning. So if y'all aren't familiar with the package, the Clippers are sending out Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, two first round picks. One of them is from OKC. And they're also sending two second rounders and they are acquiring James Harden and PJ Tucker. So basically with Marcus Morris, Rob Covington and Nick Batum, those are three names the Heat have been linked to for years now. So maybe somewhere down the line before the trade deadline, he can end up one of them because I do think that the package the 76 has received is something that they are, they're not necessarily looking to keep. I think they want to maybe trade those contracts and those two first round picks they got to get more of a win now player, maybe a Zach Levine. If the Bulls continue to spiral, we heard his name thrown out there a lot. And I do think a Levine and Bede pairing would be very, very good because y'all know I don't like James Harden. So I think that this uh, a Philly team with Levine has the potential to be better than a Philly team with Harden. But we'll, we'll get into Harden a little bit later. Uh, Woj did make a, a good point earlier. The 76ers kind of do have a similar trade package that Boston sent out for Drew Holiday. So if a player of that caliber does become available, maybe now with these extra two first round picks, Philly can go ahead and make a swing. But until then... That team does not scare me. And speaking of teams that don't scare me, the LA Clippers don't. And somehow I feel like I'm alone on this. If I'm not, please let me know down below. But the Clippers do not move me. When James Harden went to the Brooklyn Nets, I said, that team's not going to work. They got Kyrie Irving, who's a cancer. James Harden, who's a lazy bum. Now, I respect the hell out of Kevin Durant. But I said, that team's not going to work. They're going to suck. People called me crazy. That team played, or that big three played 13 games together, and then James Harden asked out. Then he got to Philly. And they said, oh, James Harden and Embiid, who's going to stop that? I said, themselves. I said, you got habitual playoff chokers and Embiid and James Harden, and y'all think that's going to work? I ain't moved. They called me crazy. Here we are a year and a half later and James Harden is out of Philly after a humiliating playoff performance. So once again, I was right. And now you got him on the LA Clippers who have had nothing but disappointments for the last four years, three, four years since they had this PG Kawhi build. Now, a lot of that is because of injuries. Now, a lot of it is also because Paul George is, a, is another habitual playoff choker. Y'all remember playoff P hitting the side of the backboard, uh, backboard bum ass. And now they think that James Harden is going to fix that. I ain't moved. So the LA Clippers team certainly does not scare me. So far this morning, I seem to be alone on that. But like I said, if I'm not, 
go ahead and let me know down below uh, that's really all i gotta say about this specific trade though it obviously does suck a little bit that harding once again gets to go where he wants by making a stink uh maybe joe cronin thought by sending dame to milwaukee he was he was ending the player empowerment era no he just screwed over Dame after Dame was the nicest guy and gave everything to that city for 12 years. But no, Dame still gets screwed over. But Dame did open his list to Milwaukee at the end. That's why I say maybe I'll put some blame on Dame for not being here too. But that being said, I was super hyped going into the game last night versus the Milwaukee Bucks until we got the news that Bam Adebayo was missing the game because now I kind of don't count that necessarily. I kind of wanted to see both rosters go, go against each other, you know, full, full head of steam to really get an idea of what it may look like come playoff time if these teams get matched up, which I hope they do because I want nothing more than to beat the Milwaukee Bucks in the playoffs this year. I, I can't think of anything that would make me happier, truly, than after all summer, one of Damon crying about him and then losing him and all the, all the Portland fans, all the NBA world is really calling the, the Miami Heat losers. If they can go into the playoffs and beat that Bucks team, man, that'll make me happy. That being said, going into last night, the Heat kind of were getting blown out. But I still had the game on, watching the fourth quarter, and you, you bring in uh, Nikola Jovic, making a couple plays. Jaime Hawkins hitting a couple threes. Tyler Hero going off. Josh Richardson was back, but he really wasn't doing anything. Orlando Robinson with like 11, 7, and 6 assists stat line you love to see. Next thing you know, it was a five-point game. I think it actually got as low as six in Milwaukee. Now, Jimmy Butler never returned. That frustrated some people. Milwaukee uh, had Giannis and Dame come in, back in, and that's what kind of stopped the Heat's run. Giannis got some, some easy layups. I forgot to mention Duncan Robinson, too, hitting some big shots. But they were basically never able to get the big shot with Giannis and Nkuma just coming down the lane and dunking on Orlando Robinson, who was guarding him in isolation. Why? Well, I guess because Bam was hurt. Uh, even though Giannis did miss two free throws, one of them was an air ball. I almost threw up over my entire living room. That was disgusting. You should be ashamed of yourself if you ever airballed an, if you ever airballed a free throw. I'm talking to everyone watching this, not just Giannis. You got to work on that. Uh, but yeah, the, the Heat weren't able to close it out. Now, a lot of Heat fans were frustrated saying, hey, why is Giannis coming in? Why is Dame coming in? And Jimmy Butler still has his ass on the bench. That actually uh, sparked a big topic of discussion on the post game for Basement Sports Network, which I was on yesterday. So make sure y'all go check that out. People are really frustrated with Jimmy Butler at this moment. And to those people, I say, you never learn. Okay, I get it. You beat the Pistons game one. Jimmy rests game two. No, the game two was versus Milwaukee or, or Boston. They got killed by Boston. Jimmy wasn't great. Then he rests versus Minnesota after playing like trash against Boston. They lose to Minnesota. And now he plays like trash again versus Milwaukee. I think he only had like 11 or 14 points, something like that, right? So he fans are very mad at him. They're saying, why is Jimmy coasting? Why is he not trying? We've been through this every single year. And what happens when we get to the playoff? He turns into Hemi Butler, the Hem Reaper. We see God mode get activated. And if coasting in the regular season is something that Jimmy needs to do, so come playoff time, he can ball out. That's something I'm okay with. Now, of course, you have to make the playoffs. That was a bit of a close call last year. And now the Miami Heat sit at what? What is that? One in three? Is that, yeah, they sit at one in three, I believe. That's also a bit of a problem. <laughs> But I trust that this team has enough talent to at least get to the playoffs. And at this point, that's all I care about. A lot of Heat fans are down saying, oh, look at this roster. This is the same as last year. They're one and three. They're not going to be any good. You have the same roster. You get the same results, which I say making the NBA finals. 
And a lot of people say, oh, well, you lost last year. Well, 30 teams are trying to win. You're not going to win every year. They got there. Now, they were blown out in the finals. They didn't think they had a good enough, to, uh, good enough roster to win. But maybe the ball could bounce their way this year. And, and something different happens. Maybe Tyler Hero makes a big difference. Maybe Jame Haquez can really step up. I was going to say Nikola Jovic, but he's barely getting any PT. Didn't get any PT last night until they were getting blown out. That's another thing Heat fans are mad about. They're saying, oh, I'm, I'm glad we didn't trade uh, Jovic and Jame for Dame when Jovic ain't even getting off the court. Uh, but it's, it's frustrating. I get it. But for me, last night was fun, right? You had your end of the bench plus Tyler Hero in. They were able to make a monster run versus the Milwaukee Bucks. And I hate moral victories. Moral victories are the dumbest thing ever. But if you want to have a moral victory, that's kind of what you had last night. That's also kind of what you have versus Boston. Because Bam and Tyler played well, which is really what you want to see. Jimmy was trash. And you still almost beat Boston. And then last night versus Milwaukee, Tyler was awesome, which is what you want to see. Jimmy was trash. And you still almost beat Milwaukee? Maybe I'm trying to make myself feel better during this long regular season. That's very possible. But still, Milwaukee does not scare me. I'm going to throw that out there right now. At, that's that's the mood I have after last night. Come playoff time, they don't want to see Miami. That's just how I feel. Now, you, you you may say I'm sunshine pumping or I'm being a homer here. Uh, Maybe. Maybe I really am. But I think this team has at least earned my benefit of the doubt at this point. Because going into the playoffs last year, hell no, I didn't think they was going. I thought they was going to get their ass bust by Milwaukee. But the, the, the opposite actually happened. And then obviously they, they took care of Boston. So I think that's enough for me to give this team the benefit of the doubt. This is the fifth year seeing this rendition of the roster, if you want to call it the Tyler Bam Jimmy era. 75% of the time they've been to the conference finals, 50% of the time they went to the NBA finals, and 25% of the time they got swept in the first round. So that could very well happen again. I know that was the shortest offseason in NBA history, which I think made a difference. It may be an excuse. It may not. We'll never know. But I like our chances going into the playoffs. So I just kind of want to get there. And for me, I like seeing Tyler here outperform Damian Lillard last night. You could tell coming into the game, Tyler wanted to prove himself. This was a huge proving game for Tyler Hero. And because of that, I thought Tyler was going to come into the game just shooting the ball like crazy, taking all kind of terrible shots left and right. But no, he had like two shots in the first quarter, maybe like five in the first half. He picked his spots, which was beautiful. That was a major improvement from Tyler Hero because my biggest gripe with him is his efficiency. If y'all saw, he's like, fifth in shot attempts in the league something like that with the worst percentage he's shooting like 35 percent this season something crazy before last night that's god awful if he can become an efficient shooter do more timely shot selection that is the next step in his game not the defense which has seemed improved this year he's playing passing lanes particularly very well not not even the uh the playmaking because i don't think he's ever going to be a, a main primary point guard he's a bucket got to get more efficient at that and that's what we saw last night some heat fans were mad that he can't do it more i say hey it's game three maybe he, he will do it more the rest of the season maybe he got off to a cold soon start and he, he will get better because if he's able to perform like this in a game that you know meant more to him because he was versing dame than any other game this year if he was able to perform in this level of importance then I think that's a positive sign going forward for Tyler Hero. And he was really awesome last night. So I, I don't know why people can't just say Tyler was awesome. And let's move on to the next game and see if he does it again. Now, I'm not saying he going. Well, I picked him to make the all-star team the earlier this year. That's a bit of a bold prediction. I'll stick with it because why the hell not? But 
I, I don't expect Tyler Hero to perform like this, to have 35 points, whatever he had last night on great efficiency, night in and night out. He is a bit of an inconsistent player, but I was hopeful after last night. I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, I think that's pretty much all I got to say about that game, to be honest. I, I don't want to talk about it too much. I mean, Dame finished with 25, only took 14 shots, uh, whatever. Th this Heat team is going to be about making the playoffs, and that's going to be my stance the most of this year. But that being said, I'll still react to games because I can't have a YouTube channel and every day sit here and say, oh, it's only game 20. It's only game 30. No, I'm going to react to the games. But after seeing a lot of Heat fans pissed off last night, I kind of had a different mindset. So I just kind of want to come out here and portray that. That being said, the Heat take on another team that wish they had Dame on Wednesday, which is the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I hope they win because they got to start stringing some wins together because I just don't want to be in the play-in. That, that's, that's my mindset at this point. Please avoid the play-in tournament. But that's all I got for this game, or this game, <laughs> this video. Make sure y'all like the video because it helps me out a lot. And subscribe, help me get to 3K subs. And that being said, I appreciate y'all a lot. And I'll see y'all next time. Peace out. Look, pull up in the city, trying to get that dead fast. Slash. Do it on my own, I don't need no dead weight. Right. Had to kill them off, yeah, I need a head space. You know this homegrown bitch don't a fan, mate. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.